0: Welcome to Seder Stories, the official podcast of Holy Cross Athletics, presented by JMB Financial Advisors. And now, here's your host, Alex Vispoli. Welcome to the Seder Stories podcast, where we dive into all things Crusader Athletics getting to know our student-athletes, coaches, and administrators, and what drives them. My name is Alex Vispoli, and for the maiden voyage of the Satyr Stories podcast, we have the Director of Athletics, brand new here to the college, Marcus Blossom. Marcus, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Holy Cross, and what's it been like for you here just so far starting off?
1: First off, thanks, Mr. Vispoli, and I want to let the audience know he is not a member of the Vespoli family, the Vespoli boat family, although he started with the words maiden voyage, he made me think he was part of that Vespoli family. But um, welcome um, and thank you for having me. I do uh, have a
0: stroke counter on my phone <laughs> for when I, I'm doing a, uh, a rowing right. event. So. And I guess
1: only the rowers would know well, who the Vespoli family is. But
0: Yeah, well, we're all inclusive right, here.
1: Right.
0: So, you know, I'll, I'll start you off just. Wondering, you know, this is, uh, you know, first time being an athletic director and new to the college here the last few months. What have you learned since starting that maybe you didn't know prior to July 1st?
1: You know, um, it's about what I expected um, just because, I, you know, I've done a lot, of, a lot of research into a lot of different institutions. Um, one thing that I probably didn't expect is um, you end up, getting in front of people and talking a lot. Everybody wants to hear from the AD and, and, and to tell them where the athletic department is going and, and ask a ton of questions. So that's actually been the, the the fun part, really getting to connect with a lot of different uh, li- different groups affiliated with the college.
0: Uh, you spent so much time in the New England area, in the Boston area, uh, and now out here in Worcester. You're originally, though, uh, Chicago area, born and bred from Matson, Illinois, and... Youngest of eight children, one thing that jumped out to me, uh, what was it like for you growing up in a big family and being the, the, the last one of that brood?
1: It was fun. I was um, I had a lot of protection in the community. Uh, nobody would mess with me because I was the last of eight. So um, five sisters, two brothers. Um, we all went to the same high school. So by the time that I, I went to that high school, everybody knew me probably for the last six, seven years, hanging around games and the athletic programs there at the high school. So it was fun. Uh, I was probably – I say I was the most protected guy in the community because not only was it my family of eight, we had a lot of cousins and, and different family members in the area too. So it was it was enjoyable.
0: You probably got sick of teachers uh, when you, you made it to a great be- – oh, I had your brother, I had your sister. Uh, got that a
1: lot, um, but I was – I was a delight compared to <laughs> some of my older brothers. Uh, that's what my teachers would tell me,
0: but now you were a college athlete. We'll get to that, but were, were your other siblings and other family members, uh, big time athletes as well?
1: Um, they all played high school sports. My brother ran track in college and played, uh, football, um, briefly simply because he was a fast guy that the, the football coach would try to get on the, uh, get on the team. Um, But other than that, I'm the only person besides him that that played competitive college sports.
0: Reading up on you, you you had a full academic presidential scholarship available at the University of Illinois where something like you would have owed $8 had you decided to go up on that. But you, you elected not to do that, and explain maybe why your athletic direction and why your college search took you to the Boston area and Northeastern instead of staying closer to home or maybe going elsewhere?
1: You know, that was interesting. At that time, Illinois was pretty good. They were really getting a lot of uh, top 50, top 100 players, and I, I, I wasn't quite sure I was going to play at Illinois. And um, if I was to fail, I wanted to fail far away, so nobody <laughs> knew. If I, if I turned out to be a scrub, um, they really couldn't see me play at, at Northeastern, which was uh, 1,600 miles away at the time. So <laughs> that was had a lot to do with it.
0: Had you ever been out to the Boston area prior to that?
1: Nope. First time. I uh, was on a college visit probably uh, maybe a month or so before the summer started. Um, enjoyed the visit. I remember it being a, a bright, sunny day. Um, just me and my mom. Uh, and I knew my mom wasn't going to just pop up on me at any time, being so far away, so I said, hey, I'll take it.
0: (laughs) You don't have to worry about the (laughs) drop-in. Right, That's that's always a key, but at the same time, a little tougher to go back home on a weekend and get a home-cooked meal every now and
1: then. Yeah, but my mom wasn't the best cook anyway, so I I really wasn't missing out on that.
0: (laughs) When when you came to Massachusetts, you know, in your college career, did, did you think that you would be sticking around, or did you anticipate, oh, I'm going back to the Midwest, I want to go out to the West Coast?
1: No, I, I didn't think I'd be back. I actually after I, I graduated, I moved back to Chicago for for three years or so, um, and I've always had a great time in New England. It was, it was my second home where I grew up as an adult. But um, you know who knows where where life takes you, and uh, I'm enjoying the experience now.
0: You were Division One athlete at Northeastern on the basketball team, and you you essentially had a, a walk on type role there, where you know. You weren't necessarily guaranteed anything, but you came away three-time All-America East player. What is that something that you knew that, okay, I'm going to work for this and this is going to be something that uh, I'm going to put everything into it and I think that I'm going to succeed?
1: Yeah, I tell you what, um, looking at the Northeastern record the year before I got there, they were 5-25. and 25. So I looked at that record and I said, hey, I think I can play it there. <laughs> So, you know, I always expected to, to, you know, to contribute in some way. I do recall the f- the first few weeks of, of practice uh, or workouts at that time. We had the the first team, I think it was red team. The, the second team was, was black. And if you didn't make the first or second team, you were skins. So for the first two to three weeks of practice, I, I didn't wear a practice jersey. I was skins. Um, so I do recall the first time where I made it to the to the black team, which was second, and then got a sniff of that red team. And I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to make it here. I'm I'm making progress pretty quickly. And I started the first game as a freshman simply because one of our um, older players uh, by the name of Terry Kringy from Hazleton, Pennsylvania, got hurt. And I started that first game as a freshman against Central Connecticut State. And I swear I turned the ball over six, seven times. I was terrible. And I I didn't start again maybe – to mid-season as a freshman, but uh, I learned a lot that year and got a lot better um, from, from freshman to sophomore year. Uh, that summer I worked at my old high school uh, cutting grass and working with the lawn crew um, to give me access to the high school facility. So I show up to work 8 a.m., get off at 4, and then they as part of my payment they let me work out in the gym. So I work out in the gym all the way up until I was, I was exhausted. So that that summer between freshman and sophomore year, I got a lot better simply because of that, that summer working with the, the lawn crew at Rich South High School. I was like mowing lawns. <laughs> what, what were your thoughts on it? Yeah, it was just a, a, a <laughs> means to, to get access to the gym for me. So. <laughs> uh,
0: you still ranked 12th all-time scoring in Northeastern history, nearly 1,500 points. What was your game? Were you a were you a, a, a three and D guy? Were you a dunker? What were you uh wasn't sound- a
1: dunker for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I could shoot it a little bit. Uh-huh. Shoot it, maybe drive it somewhat, but you know, I think you can score a lot of points if you can score in a variety of ways, so just try to be fundamentally sound and, and then- we weren't very good. Somebody on that team had to score, so I don't think it was that impressive.
0: <laughs> was there any basketball player that you, I guess, idolized? I mean, obviously Chicago area, you could probably imagine. But was there anybody that you tried to model your game after?
1: You know, everybody idolized Mike growing up in Chicago, but I was um, my game was probably a little bit more like one of the rivals of the Bulls, um, Joe Dumars mm-hmm. with the Detroit Pistons. He was he was a little smaller. Um, he wasn't as, as quick as ex- or explosive as, as mike so i kind of patterned my game after joe Dubar's.
0: you were a finance major at northeastern and you were set to graduate on a, a day that nobody remembers for potential northeastern graduates September 11th 2001 Th- that sort of changed things from where you maybe thought your career was headed, at least the, the business that you wanted to go into
1: yeah that was a that was a scary day i graduated in in September because I was graduating early. It was a five-year program. I didn't want to stick around for the fifth year so I expedited uh, or added more classes to my schedule to finish a little early which it ended up being the fall. Um, Graduation was canceled. Uh, We drove back um, to Chicago because um, the airports were closed too. I don't know how many days it was closed but we couldn't wait around until they reopened. and that did change the course of, of my career. I was looking for jobs in finance, whether it was at the Chicago Mercantile Exchange or, or even um, in New York City. Um, but not many jobs were available, or at least they weren't looking for me. So it was kind of going through that walk-on experience again, kind of just looking for opportunities. Um, so I ended up finding a great opportunity actually at, at Abbott Laboratories, a Fortune, Fortune 50 company, um, you know, doing corporate accounting. Uh, enjoyed it, um, but it was uh, enjoyable only for a, a short time. It was it was more nine to five. I got a little bored with it um, pretty quickly. Um, so I called up actually an a, a administrator at Northeastern. Um, he looks like he was having a great time. He always looked after us as basketball players. Invited us over his house for Thanksgiving and, and during the summer. So I called him up and asked him how do how do how do I get into a business like this? And he kind of steered me in that right direction so I've been in it ever since
0: yeah you went to West Virginia to get your master's, got your MBA URI and you know from there going on to work as assistant director of championships for the NCAA and you know just uh, bouncing around a little bit in terms of administrator roles in different places and as somebody who has also worked in a lot of different places and learned from different people seeing different styles of leadership and just different ways of going about it how important was that for you to be able to have that, that wide breadth of different schools and also learning the ins and outs of the business?
1: You know, it was really good to learn from a lot of different leaders. I worked for some pretty good athletic directors. Um, Dave Hickey at Central Michigan, he's now the, the AD at Arizona. Um, Mike Goldberg was the AD at Brown, uh, the former director of admissions at Brown. Um, So he he really showed me, you know, how important admissions is um, to the college athletics experience at a a school um, like Brown. And that kind of translates to to my experience here at Holy Cross. Um, Bob Driscoll at Providence is one of the best um, to ever do it at the FCS level. And and Brad Bates and, and Martin Jarman at BC, they've all been great. So I was able to learn from a lot of great administrators and also it really helps with networking i tell young people all the time they really get get the opportunity to meet as many people as as you can because you never know who's going to help you who's going to help you down the line so I, I really specifically during my time at the ncaa i was able to meet i mean people from all over the country um, that still help me to this day
0: did you find when you started this journey that you were getting that fulfillment that you weren't getting when you were working back uh, as a corporate accountant in Chicago?
1: Yes, uh, definitely when I was when I got to to Central Michigan. Um, that was great. You get the feeling's a little bit different at the NCAA. It's more corporate. Um, you experience this the student athletes during championship season. Um, But uh, that was one of the reasons I left there. I really didn't connect or get the opportunity to connect and engage with student-athletes as much as I did during my time at Central Michigan.
0: And at Boston College, where you were right before coming here to the College of the Holy Cross, 2014 to 2019, I think your official title might have been CFO, but you wore a thousand different hats, it feels like. What were some of the more important things or the things that you took most out of your five years working on the Heights?
1: You know um that experience was 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 good because it allowed me to just you know really um, take ownership of a lot of different areas and and i, I guess that's what I take away most from it is um uh, specifically when i when I talk to other administrators, never really turn down an opportunity to to do something um don't ask for 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 more pay. Don't necessarily, you know, uh, associate yourself with a title or or, or, or or things like that. Just really grind. So I think, uh, you know, what I'm most proud about from my experience there is I just really grinded it for five years, um, did whatever I, I could to, to help the student athlete experience and help us uh, go forward. So uh, I think that's what I take away from that the most. So
0: much of your experience, you know, from college to now working uh, as an administrator has been – in New England. What do you like about this area or what has grown on you? since You know, first um,
1: game? new England's, uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's a great place. It's, it's one of the more hardworking, um, places that I've, I've, I've lived. It's just, a um, a bunch of people that, that, that really work hard every day. They have great values. Um, uh, one thing I'm looking forward to the most from a, from a family standpoint, it's, it's, it has some of the great, uh, the best education in the country. It's a great school system. Um, most people in the community um, are really solid uh, from an educational standpoint. So I really like that about New England.
0: And your family, married to Carly, and you have two daughters, right, Maya and Mora?
1: Yep, yep, six and three, some to be seven and four.
0: Now I read when you when you got the job, you made a promise saying, "Okay, if I get the job, we're gonna we're gonna go to Disney World." Has the uh, the bill come due on that? Have have you have you gone down to uh, to Orlando with the we whole group? We did go.
1: Well, we went. Uh, I think a week before I started. It was 97 degrees for five straight days. Um, so that was um, somewhat fun. It was more <laughs> enjoyable for Maya more than it was for me. But they had a blast. I enjoy seeing the smiles on their face. Um, and the bill did come, and it is paid, um, so I'm a lot lighter in the pockets because of uh, Walt Disney.
0: What was your favorite uh, favorite ride or park down there that uh, that you saw? And are you a theme park guy? I'm
1: not a huge theme park guy. Um, I'm not that interested in, in roller coasters. I think Maya, being six years old, uh, she's uh, less afraid of roller coasters than I am. But I did enjoy Space Mountain. That's a classic. Was fun. That was fun. That was my first time on it. That was fun.
0: Well, we're here with Marcus Blossom, the director of athletics here at the college. We're going to take a quick break, but on the other side, we've got the lightning round. I'm going to quiz you on a few things. Okay. Uh, give you this Looking or that here. So stay tuned here on the Sater Stories podcast. Great.
1: Hello, Crusaders fans. The print shop at Masterminds is proud to be the official screen printing and embroidery specialist of Holy Cross Athletics. Get your team a business logo on apparel and hats with embroidery or screen printing from my huge selection of athletic, high vis, and workwear holding options and vinyl banners, too. We'll quickly and easily help you leave your team's or businesses mark on the world. Visit Masterminds.com today. That's Masterminds.com. Masterminds, since 1961. Go, Crusaders!
0: You're busy. We get that. At UMass Memorial Healthcare, we know the last thing you need to worry about is making your next doctor's appointment. So we've made that process even easier. Now you can visit us online at umassmemorial.org/appointment to find a doctor and schedule an appointment all from the comfort of anywhere. Choose 24/7 access to a growing list of primary care physicians and specialists at umassmemorial.org/appointment, or give us a call during business hours at 855 UMass MD. Schedule your care from anywhere today. It's more than just a story from Big Y. Hi, I'm Andrea Latrell, one of the registered dietitians for Big Y's Living While Eating Smart program. We're able to meet our shoppers, you know, when they're ready to make change. And we're able to provide those easy steps that make big differences. Food is meant to be enjoyed, and that's always part of our education. You need to enjoy what you're eating, and we're here to help you do that. It's good health. It's more than food. It's my Big Y. Back here on the Sader Stories podcast with Marcus Blossom, Director of Athletics, and you now Marcus, uh, you're a Chicago guy, and yep. you know I'm not sure where baseball ranks on your list of sports that you follow, but first easy one, White Sox or Cubs?
1: Cubs, no doubt.
0: Cubs, even though you're you know geographically right. south of Chicago.
1: Right, a lot had to do with um, WGN Sports. It uh-huh. was broadcasted nationally, and and you know we didn't really have cable growing mm-hmm. up. And one channel we did have was WGN because it was considered a local channel, so I watched tons of Cubs games growing up. Was a huge Andre Dawson, Mark Grace, Ryan Sandberg fan, so Cubs for sure.
0: Now that you've gotten the experience here, Fenway or Wrigley?
1: Wrigley, sorry. Wrigley's much better. I don't know if you've been there uh, recently, but they've done tons of work around Wrigley Field. It's it's just a, a, a bustling community and they they may have their own zip code it's it's a lot of fun
0: 96 bulls 86 celtics easy one <laughs> i don't even need a quip <laughs> the answer right Oh yeah bulls for sure
1: we're in a biased area <laughs> right <so> right
0: <laughs> jordan or lebron another, another one the team another, another
1: another softball that's easy jordan
0: what got you more excited as a player was it making you know i know you said you weren't a dunker but highlight offensive play or taking a charge uh, yeah
1: you're throwing real easy questions no one wants to take a charge I know I didn't well some um, people they, they <laughs> get off on being you
0: know kind of that blue collar no and get no their no fired I, I, up.
1: yeah I don't remember how many charges I took um but it would be a, a highlight um an offensive highlight I wasn't a dunker but I did have you know when you know the number of dunks you had that means you were not a dunker. I had 5 dunks in 4 years and I think I remember every every one of them.
0: Who's the coolest person in the sports world you've met whether it was, you know, in your your current role or previous spot or maybe even as a kid?
1: Gosh, the coolest person.
0: And it can, you can define that however you want.
1: You know who I think is pretty cool? What? Bob Chesney. I think Bob Chesney's pretty cool. He's the I tell some I told someone He's the coolest looking coach on the sidelines I've seen. So I would I would go with Bob Chesney on that. That's not a bad answer. <laughs>
0: not a bad answer. Head coach of the Crusader right, football program. Right. Earliest sports memory that that kind of put you down this, this path as being a, a fan, a player and in the business here. Is there something that stands out for you that kind of got the, the wheels turning up there?
1: You know, my earliest sports memories are just playing outside. Uh, playing pickup basketball on the playground with all my buddies um, really leaving the house at you know 11 in the morning and coming back when the lights the, the street lights are on so that's that's a real uh, real good experience of mine I actually was in Chicago um, this weekend and I had a chance to stop by the old neighborhood neighborhood and you know did a couple laps jogged around the neighborhood and saw some houses that I used to play. Pick up at you know in the driveway and it kind of brought back some of those old memories. So,
0: getting away from sports, what's the last movie you saw in theaters? Gosh, I know you're a busy it's like guy. A kids <laughs> movie. I,
1: I think it was um, the Lion King.
0: Okay, there you go. Yeah, it was pretty good. All right.
1: Right I, after that that movie, I was uh, I walked around the house and scared my daughters for for two straight days. I don't know if you've seen it.
0: I've seen the the OG.
1: But the the hyenas would say a hyena's belly is never full I, I said i said that for a couple of days and and my little girls would run and say stop it but i love that line so what's line your favorite game. movie probably shawshank redemption that's a good choice um, so that's a that's a classic for me 90s
0: child seinfeld or friends i or didn't neither. really i
1: didn't really watch many of those um definitely not friends um and i've probably seen 10 Seinfeld episodes in my life. Uh, I know that's kind of kind of weird. Most people love Seinfeld, but I, I haven't watched many of those.
0: Well, soon to be on Netflix. Uh, <laughs> going a decade later, do you watch either Office or Parks and Recreation? Neither. Okay.
1: Yeah, I don't watch much TV.
0: There. Hey, now, did you play video games as a kid? Either at uh, your house or friend's house?
1: Yeah, at a friend's house. I think I would always get – the late model game system probably six years after it was popular (laughs) i think i got a what do you call that um gosh it was nintendo what was the rival to nintendo sega Sega. genesis at sega genesis here we go probably like i said six years after you know it it was popular um but so because of that i i I didn't really grow up playing too many video games
0: go-to musical artist
1: I'm versatile. Um, I listen to just about uh, everything. Being in New England over the last, gosh, nine years or so, I spent a lot of time in traffic in the car. So I mean, a song could come on, and I could just <laughs> sing the lyrics of. It could be country, R&B, rock, rap. It doesn't matter because I, I constantly have the radio on when I'm in the car. Biggest professional influence? Hmm. You know. I would just say my parents. They were, you know, I say my dad's probably the hardest working uh, person that I I know. Um, He was a construction worker growing up, so he'd leave the house 4 in the morning and come back, you know, 11 at night just working all day. So seeing him work uh, really kind of really influenced my, my work ethic growing up.
0: We'll finish up the lightning round another what should be easy one, especially given your new position. Favorite color? purple. There course. we go. Yeah, there we, we go. <laughs> <laughs> put the ball on the tee right, perfectly right. for you. So Nathan Pine departs for the Air Force Academy. What attracts you to this job and to the college when you find out? Hey, this they're looking for somebody, and I might be a fit.
1: You know, first and foremost, I you know I've always wanted to work um, at a at a place that that uh, holds academics and athletics at, in high regard. Um, so, you know, the fact that it, it's a great academic institution is, is the first thing that attracted me to, to Holy Cross. Um, also, you know, I, I, I saw from being across town that they've invested um, in the athletic facilities. I think there was a lot of buzz about the Luth Athletic Complex. So I felt that that investment meant that athletics um, was important to the college. And, you know, I, I, I like a challenge. I, I, I know we haven't really been meeting um, our goals over the last few years, and I, I, some people see that as a detriment, and I saw that as an opportunity. I think if, if we can um, help get some of our programs um, to a certain level of success um, quickly um, and, and the rest to follow after that, I think uh, that'd be an amazing accomplishment.
0: You came from BC, you know, it's a bigger school, but in similar in some respects, obviously Jesuit education, excellent academically, and, you know, it's not a school that is the University of Texas or Ohio State as far as just the insane resources available. Does the experience at BC from that perspective and those similarities help you for what you have here?
1: BC? Yes. Where, where's that? Oh, I, you know, I I went to a couple of reunions um, during the summer and and, and then some people referenced BC and they said, hey, they, they give out degrees there. Um, so obviously um, some of our Holy Cross people, um, there's a certain rivalry um, from back in the day with BC. So I really don't talk about BC much, um, but there are some similarities. Um, the Jesuit values, obviously, uh, men and women for others, uh, really doing things the right way. Um, so there's a there's definitely a connection there, and that you know it helped with with my ability to, to I think fit in rather quickly here because I understand um, what's really most important, and that's the development of the whole person.
0: I'm gonna ask you to do a little introspection, and what are the qualities that you have that maybe others recognize in you that say, okay, this is the right person for the job, or you know this is why it has worked out at you know, stop A, B, or C. That this is what marcus blossom brings to wherever he is working
1: you know i think when you're in uh, any position whether it's a, a leadership position or not i think you have to 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 understand uh what everyone is trying to accomplish in a particular organization so i i think that i you know i've had the ability to collaborate whether it's with the people across campus coaches student athlete whether it's a, a external you know constituents like vendors or, or corporate sponsors or, or, or entities like that. So I think the ability to, to really meet people where they are and and, and try to establish win-win situations. Um, so I think um, that's been one of the, the qualities that I've, I've had over the last few years.
0: Only about 10% of Division One athletic directors are African-American, and that's you know not a great number just given how small it is. You can look at it a few different ways. But you know, how important is it, you know, to be in this role and at the same time maybe be a, a role model for a future Marcus Blossom, you know, down the line to, you know, show whatever background you can rise to the highest level at a college athletic program?
1: You know, I think that's very important. So, it, you know, what it does for me is, is, is you know, not that I, I need this this drive or, or you know, motivation, but I, I just try to do a great job, uh, try to do a great job so the the next person – you know, that looks like me can, can can get an opportunity, whether it's here or, or somewhere else. So just try to really uh, represent the college in the best way possible, have some success, and and, and hopefully that success creates other opportunities for, for people like that.
0: When, you know, now that you're here, and of course that you, you had a vision coming into the program, you're here, I'm sure not a lot of that has changed in just a couple of short months, but what do you hope to see over the next year or two, then maybe a little bit longer term, five years, ten years? What are some of your goals with the College of the Holy Cross and where you want to bring it?
1: You know, the next over the next year, I just really want to establish a winning culture and, and really impress upon um, the right people what winning can do for the college. Um, I think – Winning in athletics can help, uh, obviously, raise the profile of the college. It can help distinguish the college from some of their academic competitors. Um, so I really, really want to want to talk about the importance of winning and, and, and establish, or increase or enhance that winning culture. Um, so I think that's very important over the next the next year, obviously over the next five years. Um, that winning culture has to lead to winning. <laughs> um, so we want to we wanna win more than we did over the, the previous five years. So um, I'll put together a, a strategic plan um, uh, with the help of our staff uh, this summer um, to be rolled out um, for next year. Uh, and that, that plan will kind of chart the path. For the next five years of athletics at, at Holy Cross,
0: are you the type of person that uses specific benchmarks with everything, or do you have different ways of evaluating? Are things going the way we want them
1: to? A combination of both. You need you need benchmarks. Um, you gotta kind of set set a bar in order to to achieve it. Um, but there's obviously certain factors that will come into play over the next few years that may may change uh, what that what that bar looks like or, or how, how okay. high or how low it is. So hopefully, you know, we have to raise the raise the bar over time that, hey, we're hitting all of our goals and, and let's raise them a little bit.
0: And I'm sure at the same time it's reminding everybody the benefits of being a student in addition to a student athlete at the College of the Holy Cross from an academic perspective, post-college perspective, and, you know, the next 40 years of your life that I'm sure is as much of a, a pitch to letting people know and getting the word out there that, this is a great place to come and be a student athlete and take care of yourself for the rest of your life.
1: Exactly. At the end of the day, um, that's what it's all about, you know, um, really uh, giving our student athletes a, a great experience and setting them up for the, 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 next, uh, the next phase of their life. Um, I mentioned reunion um, during the, the reunion weekends. I just met so many. Successful people um, that graduated from Holy Cross. And I'm like, wow, these people are amazing. Um, so I try to really encourage our student athletes to to do excellent in the in the classroom, to really give their time in the community. Um, obviously, to can, to compete as hard as they as they can athletically, and, and, and try to win in that area too. But at the end of the day, it's about it's about life and setting setting them up for a successful life.
0: You've had you know a number of stops along the way to your journey here. And I know you haven't been here for a a real long time, but is there a characteristic that you sense out of folks who are Holy Cross students or student athletes or alumni that is unique uh, as far as you've come across that you can identify and say, you know, Holy Cross person, I'm going to get this from as far as
1: who they are. You know, the one quality that immediately comes to mind is, um, Pride. I think there's a sense of pride with, with uh, people that graduated from Holy Cross or had a, a, a child that went to Holy Cross or a, a parent or a sibling. There's a sense of pride and there's a sense of family, um, and that's probably a quality that I didn't know coming in. Um, so uh, when you translate that uh, to the student-athlete experience, we tell our student-athletes, once you come to Holy Cross, you're going you're gonna to be a part of a community forever, uh, a community that's going to really look after you and make sure you're successful and push you and, and challenge you. So I think a, a sense of pride in, in what um, this place is all about is, is that one quality that, that sticks out.
0: For you, what what's your favorite part of working in college athletics? What, what speaks to you the most and has continued to feed that passion that's led this career for you?
1: You know, I I think it's it's a lot of things. Obviously, it, it's just seeing, you know, the how a, a young person can evolve from the time they get to a college campus to the time they depart. I, that development is is really really fascinating. Um, but the 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 most exciting piece is just to see the smile on a student athlete's face after a, a big win, after a, a a huge success. I mean life's about having you know success and winning and accomplishment um so you know i think that's i i get the most out of that when i see a a, you know a a soccer team win or come from behind and 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 get a a a late uh late game goal to 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 win a game i mean i get excited you may see me jumping around in the stands so i I, you know that's that's what really excites me
0: you mentioned the word accomplishment and i'll i'll wrap up with this but where does the sense of accomplishment in terms of being the very first guest on the Seder Stories podcast rank in so far in your time here i mean that's <laughs> that's quite an achievement in of itself i think
1: yeah that's that's um they were just you know <laughs> catering to me trying to make me feel good in my first couple of months but yeah i think this this podcast will you know go over pretty well i hear you have some pretty exciting guests more exciting than me coming up here pretty soon so I'm excited to listen in.
0: Well, I think we set a, a very nice uh, high bar here for our initial uh, our initial maiden voyage, we'll say. Right. Marcus Blossom, Director of Athletics here at Holy Cross, thank you so much for coming on here. and uh, It's great to have you aboard. Best of luck as you continue your mission for the vision here at Holy Cross.
1: All right. Thanks, Alex. Appreciate it.
0: Marcus Blossom joining us. And remember, coming up in our next podcast in this series, we will be hearing from the men's and women's hockey programs and getting a feel a little bit culturally where they are and how their preparations for the 2019-2020 season are going. My name is Alex Vespoli. We will see you next time on the Satyr Stories podcast. Thank you for listening to this
1: episode of Seder Stories.
0: Stay in the loop on all things Holy Cross Athletics at GoHolyCross.com and at Go Holy Cross on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Go Cross Go!